You are listening to The Youth Impact on 105.4 FM at Otago Access Radio in collaboration with Volunteer South. Here, we will take you down the world of volunteering and the impact you can make in your community. Welcome to The Youth Impact. Welcome to your impact. Hello and welcome back to The Youth Impact. I'm actually here with an old friend from high school. She's seen me at my very worst and she still hasn't seen me at my best. Welcome, Zoe. <laughs> Great to be here. Yeah, I told you it was going to be awkward to start <laughs> off with. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you. I was like, ah! I almost interrupted you and then I was like, no, I'll push you off your flow. I can't do that. <laughs> there is no flow here. Welcome to the chaos. <laughs> so, Zoe, you happen to have a job. I do happen to have a job. Now, what kind of job may you have? I am currently an archivist. <gasps> an archivist? Now that sure sounds pretty impressive. I'm glad you think so. So you were actually telling me that you got into this job by volunteering? Yes, sort of. I got into this uh, field of work by volunteering. I didn't go straight to archivist. I went through a few different positions before then. But yes, that is how I got into the archives world. So interesting. This really makes me sound sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just trying to segue really nicely into um, <laughs> I don't... Ask, asking again what you did as a volunteer. It's okay. I, I don't, I never know. Um, I don't know when I'm supposed to stop or start talking. <laughs> uh, how about you start with telling me what the volunteer job was? Oh, so when I was in university, so I started volunteering at the Otago Museum in the Otago Online Project, uh, where I described a lot of various uh, Otago, such as blades and floats, um, needle, bone needles, and things like that, um, and also photographed quite a few of them, digitised and make available to people these various Otago that the Otago Museum hold. Um, and I did that for about three hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, which was uh, long work and hard work. I'd usually just put in a podcast. It's great usually for anything that's sort of to do with descriptive work, of sitting in a podcast. Um, then I moved on to see when that project finished. I, I volunteered uh, in the conservation bit of the Targo Museum where I um, described the condition of various blades, flakes uh, and needle points and other other again, Tauka, that they hold um, for the conservationists there. And I did that collectively for about a year, I believe, just over a year. I found it really beneficial because it enabled me to uh, connect with some of the museum stuff there and learn more about what it is like to work in a museum. And it enabled me to network a bit and gain some really good references and also uh, experience in object handling and in digitisation, which is really key part. And being a volunteer digitisation assistant enabled me to uh, apply for and then get the job of digitisation assistant at my current workplace. So, because as I said, I knew you in high school. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. Um, no, not at all. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um I shouldn't say I, because I, I knew you so well that it was something so different um, from what you were originally studying. I feel like it wasn't so I, different. You did something okay. else, kind of. So I I studied for my bachelor of arts and I majored in psychology and anthropology. That's right. Um, and 
the anthropology department, also the archaeology department, and I was in a Facebook group and the job popped up. So uh, anthropology <laughs> is uh, linked quite closely with archaeology, even though they are two uh, separate fields. The university does link them together, so you can kind of do archaeology papers and anthropology papers. Yeah. Um, and it was in the realm of museum work, which I was interested in at the time and was considering doing a postgrad in museum work. So it was a good way for me to get in and see what it was like to work there uh, and to uh, work with objects and the sorts of things you sort of did in a heritage career. Yeah, so it wasn't super far off. No, I'd, I'd call it semi-connected. Like it's not, it's not directly connected, but it's sort of along the same line. Uh, do you think volunteering for this job kind of ignited a new passion uh, for what you wanted to do? I don't know about passion. It definitely uh, enabled me to, to sort of get a better look at the inside, and even though it was a very sort of brief look, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was just uh, actually even going up to the tea room and having a coffee with some of the other workers, you know, in the break. But, um, yeah, I, I guess it's sort of the, the dedication to the, to the job and going in every week for three hours really sort of, I don't know, enabled my perseverance. That doesn't really make sense. It, it enabled me to persevere. So I guess the main thing for me was it, it enabled me to get experience in a heritage sector organisation and to make connections. And it also enabled me to get a better understanding of object handling and how to safely handle uh, tauka, especially very old tauka. And, uh, enabled me to get a... Um, a hands-on learning experience of how to handle tauka and how to accurately describe items um, and also how to um, accurately digitise said items. Uh, I use a camera in this particular process, but there's a number of ways that digitisation happens across the sector. Um, Yeah, I think the experience itself was really, really valuable. Which kind of answers my next question, which is what is your honest opinion on volunteering? Uh, incredibly, incredibly valuable, uh, not only just to get build up your own experience, um, but to also uh, give back to the community and enable other people to to work and to uh, bring uh, meaning into their various, like, I guess in the context of um, heritage institutions, volunteer work uh, really helps to enable people to trace their whakapapa, to trace their ancestry and to uh, complete research projects and enables uh, the stories of the past that perhaps aren't as discoverable as they are now to be discovered later on the line and you can learn all sorts of interesting stories and and history behind, you know, the places where we live, uh, where we work, where we uh, exist really. Uh, and it provides a really good insight into uh, New Zealand and how the New Zealand we have today uh, has sort of come about. And because a lot of these objects are... I, I've really gone off track. I'm sorry. It's an impressive answer. Keep going. <laughs> I distracted myself. No. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many stories. That, yeah, the, the, the objects that we hold really... Uh, they hold stories of how... New Zealand came to be today and how current society kind of is and so many of those stories are invisible, effectively invisible because people do not have the time uh, as part of the job to make these items, to list these items out, to index out these items and make them accessible to people and so when volunteers do come in and they uh, take the time out of their, their days to list items out and to, to write down names that are in a book for example of, I don't know, of 
heads of, of mining miners' rights, which mm-hmm. is um, to do with the, the gold fields mining, that the gold rush that happened back in ye olden days. Um, what a strange example. Keep going. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you volunteers coming in and and listing out these things really enables people to access their family history and build a bigger picture up of how New Zealand was and the attitudes of the time. Uh, mm. In the past, holds a lot of evidence, a lot of stories, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of happy stories as well. But yeah, super important in order to understand New Zealand's past uh, is the accessibility of is in the accessibility of these objects and they're not accessible. So when volunteers come in and make them accessible, it is absolutely fantastic. You truly have become a keeper of knowledge. You're like the <laughs> internet. Uh, and now for the dreaded question that I ask everyone here on uh-huh. the Youth Impact, do you consider cereal a soup? Oh. Everyone has the same reaction. It's always, ah. I guess it's like a cold soup. It's like a sweet soup almost, isn't it? Um, I think I would. No, hang on. No, cereal on its own, not a soup. Cereal with milk, soup. There has to be a liquid involved. If you just put a bunch of dry cereal into a bowl, that's not soup, that's cereal. That's a trail mix. Liquid. Oh my God, you're right, it is a trail mix. <laughs> But depending on the kind of cereal. It's soup. No, I just said that soup. Brilliant. We have another one for soup. Yes. <laughs> how, how many is it? S- uh, I think, including me, like three. For soup? Yeah, three for soup. How many for not soup? Oh, I've had um, a few people on the show, like maybe ten. Ten for not soup? Yeah. No, they're wrong. To be fair, I also ask people like outside of the show because I'm just genuinely <laughs> curious what they think. And yeah, I again, I can name all the people that have definitely said soup and then everyone else that hasn't. I think soup. I also think th- soup. Like what okay. else would it be? Otherwise it's just cereal with milk. But you it's like how I consider burgers soup. a sandwich. Hmm. It's a sandwich. Kind of. It's like a fancy sandwich, isn't it really? Oh, it's like a really thick sandwich. I think you're right. But on the other hand, it really confuses me when Americans, like, you know, when they vlog and they go into like a restaurant and they're like, I get a chicken sandwich. And then they, it's a burger. Maybe that's just what they think sandwiches are and their burgers are completely different. And they'll put on a burger. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, hmm? like, what's the difference? Do they not have chicken burgers? Is, is a burger to them beef? What's a vegetarian burger? Is it a vegetarian sandwich? <laughs> like, is a hot dog a burger? I'm so confused <laughs> by, like, the fact that we call them hot dogs here, but over there they call them corn dogs. No, I no, thought no. I thought corn dogs were made of corn. Those are two different things. Yeah, but we call them the hot, hot dogs dog, here. A hot, hot dog, dog is... Oh, yeah, hot... Okay, so we call them hot dogs... Yes, but I'm thinking the type with the bun and the savoury. Yeah, but we call them American hot dogs here. Yeah. Do we? Well, I've always, when you like, if it's on a bun, then I've always seen it as like an American hot dog. No, that's, like, that's, that's always salad. how it's labelled. That's true. That's salad. Um, and then if it's if it's a, a sausage on just dog. regular bread, it's a sizzle. Yes, I say a sausage sizzle, mate. <laughs> the, the poor man's American. <laughs> <laughs> the bunning is classic. The bunning classic. There we go. Corn dogs. Is it because there's like the dough is like a corn meal? Is that why it's called a corn dog? Or, or I, is it because of corn syrup in it? I, I think it was called a corn dog because like they eat it like 
corn on a stick? No, they Well, like, no, but like... Well, like, I've seen... We've all seen the video of the kid talking about how much he loves corn. He's just, like, holding it. Like, just, you know? No, but can you... Okay. Hold on. I'm Googling it. Picture this in your brain right now. Someone eating a corn dog like you would a a cob corn. A cob corn. Like, just around it. And he's like, this little (laughs) core of sausage meat and the stick at the end. Hmm. I don't think I like that. It just, I'm looking for an answer, and it's like, why do they call it a, horn, a corn dog? And then they just describe what a corn dog is. There's it's a hot dog fitted on a stick. There's those plants. Oh, that... it's covered in cornmeal batter. Ha! Thought so. I was right. I called it. You didn't say cornmeal. You said like corn syrup. No, I said cornmeal. Play it back. I can't. Well, <laughs> That's not know. how this show works. When you listen to the recording, you'll yep. notice that I said cornmeal. And I will right. I will send you a written apology if you say cornmeal. It needs to be handwritten. It needs to be in the mail. You know my handwriting is so bad. I can't do this. <laughs> you know, into a lot of careers with bad handwriting. Speaking of careers, <laughs> that's a really bad segue. But I thought since I had you here, we could talk about some volunteer opportunities that are similar to what you yourself have done. Sure. Because right now I'm actually looking up on the Volunteer South website. Please check out volunteersouth.org.nz. Do you like it when I do the voice like that? Is that cool? It was good. Yeah, so on the Volunteer South website, I found a digital volunteer role, not at the museum, at the library. Also a place filled with knowledge. Wow. It yeah. really exciting. It's something I would definitely go for. Well, you did. And now you have a job. <laughs> and we're all really <laughs> proud of you. But it wasn't at a library. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't at a library. No. We used to hang out at the library all the time. The library is the best. Yeah, library is incredible. I uh, love going in the after school and just, you know, enjoying the free Wi-Fi, the atmosphere, the books. Okay, the that's great and all, but they also have puzzles. And I am there. I am. I Every time I stop at the library, I'm doing those puzzles. But then, like, the staff there are really nice. I get to They're talk really to them now. Because, oh, shoot. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I know. I because now I like I'm not. Um, I don't feel like a loitering teenager that's still in my school uniform okay. using the Wi-Fi. Now I'm there to do puzzles and be like, you know, I'm just a guy like you. We're the same. And they're I'm like really that. trying hard to organize their books, and I'm throwing them on the floor. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've a lot in common. Obviously, I'm <laughs> lying. I would never disrespect the library like that. Absolutely not. So the digital volunteer job. You don't even have to go to the library. You can do this from home. Oh, wow. I'm just really soon. <laughs> You're really selling the soy. Keep going. Yeah. This Shut is going up. great. <laughs> Shut up. You'll be able to half cobble together something out of this. Come on. <laughs> just a really poorly spliced together interview with you. <laughs> Volunteering <laughs> is great. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I can ramble about archives some more whenever you like. Just me we'll put that in the back pocket for now because I also have a volunteer job at the museum, but not as a digital uh, volunteer, as the visitor interaction volunteer. So that's Ooh. the person that sits behind the desk and greets visitors, I think. Awesome. That would be really fun, actually. It would really help to build uh, social skills as well and confidence. Nothing builds confidence like telling people what to do. You know what? That's actually really fair. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. 
it's very true. Yeah, this job is like to greet uh, visitors for the new showcases that they do. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Just, you probably like all the interactive activities. Oh, it's for the the fun area. You probably get uh, would be able to experience the activities too. You know what? I've always wanted to go down the slide they added, but like there's always kids, and I always feel weird because like I'm an adult and everyone would see me. We can go to the slide together. That's okay. Yeah, but like. I went there recently and I just discovered I'm not terrified of butterflies anymore. Oh. Yeah, I'm still exciting. I'm still definitely not happy to be around them, but now I'm no longer petrified to be in the same room as them. So this was a, lo a lot of progress because I really missed seeing the tarantulas because they're my absolute favorite part of the exhibit. It's pretty good. I do not, every time I go, I'm like, mm, there's like five dead butterflies that I can see here. Do you think they feed them to the tarantulas? That's a win-win. Well, I always thought that's what the birds were for. That they're like really? the like that the birds would eat the butterflies, like the dead ones. Because um, they've got like more birds in there now. It's a whole ecosystem. Yeah, but also like, you know, it would weird. really spice. You know, it would really spice it up. Cats. Lion. Damn! I went for the next <laughs> logical step, and you went to a hundred with that one. I mean, yeah. Would really, it would make things quite spicy. I mean, I don't think anyone could visit in the thing anymore because, you know, if you, got it, if you got it as a cub, you might be able to, you know, make it friendly. And he just or becomes like a people's bar. lion? Yeah, lion up the people. I really don't think... He's cool this, like that. I don't, I don't think uh, this makes sense. You don't think... <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, I'm editing it, so I can't make myself sound stupid. Can make you sound make stupid. Me sound really stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I should also say that archives are actually also looking for volunteers. Uh, almost all of them, I'm pretty sure, because you know, I pretty much everywhere looks for volunteers. To be fair, um, yeah. but if you're interested in cataloging or researching or hanging out with Zoe. Simply enter every single archive you can find, and you'll find her. She's in one of them. It's like a Where's Waldo <laughs> situation. You're going to keep that in. Wait, appear to I'm have a so lot of down. random people. Don't get people to talk to me. I don't do the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> if people talk to me about it, I'd be like, please go away. I don't like it. They need to talk to, um, yeah, they, either the institution or in the case of uh, Redacted, probably using the Society of Genealogists. Redacted. <laughs> I'd say if you're interested in uh, volunteering at an archive, probably email. Mm -hmm. I think email is yeah. the best way to go. Definitely email. Yeah. Don't call. You probably won't get the person you want to talk to. Email. Yeah. And the person you want to talk to is Zoe. You keep calling <laughs> till she picks up. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just realized this is our 50th episode. Maybe I should say <gasps> that. Wait, hold on. I need to make sure it actually is the 50th episode. Otherwise, that's embarrassing. Oh my god, oh my it god. is. Oh my this god, last... it's yeah. an anniversary? Wow. Yeah. You could have done a reflective episode. Yeah, I know. I was planning on doing something really good for the 50th episode, but I guess I got you instead. <laughs> 51st episode. It will be something good. You could just put me into the 51st episode and do something else for today. And then I'll have to record again. It's or it's late. I want to go to bed. <laughs>
Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Happy 50th episode of the Youth Impact. I've been Happy doing 50th. this for a while. Thank you. I've been doing this for a... Actually, I did the math. 50, 50th episodes. That means now we have a full 24 hours worth of the Youth Impact. So just saying, if you want something to do for an entire day, you know what you could do. Listen to Listen. Impactful Youth. Yeah. Well, find out your impact in obviously the volunteering world or in other places. I talk about many things on this show. If you're just tuning in today, you could do that for the next day. Listen to all 50 episodes. I know what I'll be doing. Yeah. I'd, I'll, I'll think about it, definitely. And I'll be like, Phew, I could do that. I'll put you on during the night and I'll let your soothing voice lull me to sleep thinking about the many impacts youth could have in our communities. Yeah. All my fun topics, such as uh, how I have mental illness. Am I technically a youth impact? Because I'm uh, still a youth. I'm 24. I mean, and I would have, yeah. I would have been 19 when I did that volunteering job. Yeah, you you were a youth impact. Can't yeah. believe it. You impacted the community whilst a youth. That makes you a youth impact. Do I get a trophy? Absolutely not. Like but that I does that's actually a good segue that I want to say. Uh, I'm going to the volunteer awards tomorrow. Uh, because I've been nominated for an award of appreciation. I appreciate being appreciated. I if I could give an award, the- you will not. You absolutely will not be. I will be. No, please do not. I will turn up outside of your house. No. <laughs> I don't like this. It was funny when I was threatening you, but now you're threatening me. I'm not threatening you. I'm encouraging you're threatening me with socialization and friendship. Not cool, man. Very dangerous threats. Yeah. I have to be I... a youth impact while I still can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll be at the Volunteer Awards tomorrow. I'm super honored to be on the honors board as well. I really need to come up with other adjectives that people haven't already used. I'm elated that I was nominated. Thanks, guys. Uh, for listening. Happy 50th episode, and I'll be back next week with... I won't be back next week. I come back every two weeks now. I'll be back in two weeks, probably with more depression. And I'll be back next week with your daily dose of Slipper Fun. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Thanks for having me, Sailor. I'm kind of hoping that you say, like, good in a really robotic voice, and I'll cut it in. It was good. I'm it. <laughs> All right. Let's see if my editing skills hold up. Thank you for listening to the Youth Impact on Ori FM. Go out and find your impact.